Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Damasic with Drew Belcher and Lil Raven, bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports from our studio on the Las Vegas Strip inside the Mandalay Bay. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Mandalay Bay. The NFL season has been crazy so far. Do not forget that the Bud Light Beer Garden between Mandalay Bay and Luxor is the only place to enjoy the pregame and postgame for all of the Raiders games. Tons of incredible food, music, and big guest experiences are waiting for you there every single week. But if college football is more up your alley than the Vegas Bowl, where we played at Allegiant Stadium for the first time ever, with a Pac-12 and Big Ten team facing off against each other. Dude, the Vegas Bowl has been so small over the years, and now it's like a huge bowl. I love it. Best name, too, Vegas Bowl. The Vegas Bowl. I love it. That's actually huge for the city. Um, And the Pac-12 championship is this weekend. Who's going to win? Oregon, probably. Come on, bro. I mean, I hate Oregon. I went to Oregon State, but they're probably going to win. They're going against Utah. Uh, Fresh off of his win against Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier will fight for the lightweight championship at UFC 269 December 11th at T-Mobile Arena. Have to check that out. That weekend is going to be huge here. Insane. It'll be madness in this city. Unreal. Dece- bring December back. There's no winter in Vegas. I'm ready. Um, by the way, come see us at our studio on the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook anytime. We're always here. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Let's get into it. Happy holidays. Uh, it's just Drew and I today. Lowe is with us. Lowe is with the 1% in Miami for our Basel. Lowe's just out doing rich shit in Miami. Just slanging, doing business. We miss you, Lowe. But we're going to hold it down. He was like, hey, I'm going to Basel for the week. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is Basel? He's like, oh, Art Basel. I was like, Art Basel? Basel, boys. I was boys. like, bro, geez, chill. That's just, if you're going to... If you're going to do something, you're going to go places. At least Lowe just goes to one place. Just goes to Miami back and forth Miami, all the time. that's it. Lowe, this is for you, all right? This you ever been to Art Basel? I've never been to Art Basel. What do they do at Art Basel? They party. And just show art? Part, party and look at art. Party and look at art. Yeah. And just kick it on yachts. Yeah. That's it. Isn't that where they did the banana on the duct tape? Yes. Wow. That was two years ago. Crazy. Yeah. That was hot. That was a hot piece of marketing moment. Yeah, that was stupid they're, art, but hot moment. They're going to crush it over there this year. Um, all right, well, I hope Lowe is getting drunk and happy right now, but we're here with you guys because we're never going to take a week off. By the way, getting all of our schedules on point these days is getting more and more difficult. With the holidays and the kids and Lowe just with random Well, our chicks. three schedules and a guest. If we try to get four people's schedules in line for this, but look, we're going to do whatever you have to do every single week to get you guys an episode. That's it, period. By the way, precursor, next week, Awesome guest. Great guest next week. Awesome guest next week. That's all we'll tell you. Tune in. Um, All right. The history of celebrities running for office continues. Mr. Controversial himself, Dr. Oz, is running for the Republican Senate seat in Pennsylvania. Where do you stand on celebrities running for office? The only one I want to see run for office next is The Rock. Okay, we talked about this. Everyone else, you need to take a step back and just fucking chill. Do you know how we talked about, like, rushing the field and, like, a quota or, like, a stoppage? And, by the way, we've, we've got some good reactions on that. Our opinions got some great reactions. Great reactions. Uh, there has to be a level, too. Like, there has to—the Senate or whatever office you're running for has to just say no. No. no Dr. Oz, no. You, you have to have what qualifications— do you need? I mean, look, Arnold Schwarzenegger won, being the California governor. Yeah, and, that, and that's good too. I, I think it needs to be a little more localized. Like the Senate's fucking huge. Like that's like national politics. But does Doctor Oz? In what way does Doctor Oz? If you're a Pennsylvania resident, do you say, "Wow, this guy, this guy particularly, Doctor Oz"? I want Oz. that guy. <laughs> I Give want, me that fucking guy. I, I want, want the choice, and that's my choice. I go to sleep. I was like, you know what? I, you know who I want to represent my state. <sighs> What about that guy on daytime TV, Dr. Oz? Bro, Dr. Oz, Marty Povich, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, same shit. Peddling the dick pills on afternoon television. I want him to be my representative oh. in the Senate in Pennsylvania. I would, say, I would say no, but, I mean, more power to him, I guess. But is his show still on? Didn't his show get pulled in, like, a couple different markets? Probably. This guy was under so much scrutiny. He had, like, pushing products that didn't really work. He had back-end deals where he... He had pieces of the products, but he was, like, showing them off like he didn't. Dr. Oz has been in the middle of all sorts of controversy. So, yeah, I, I do think his show is pulled from certain markets now from airing. I don't know if it's because he's running for Senate or whether it's to do with the political party that he's running for. But his show is pulled in certain markets. Actually, now I, that I, I think about it, it his past is probably perfectly primed for politics. Come on, they're all crooks. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, all fucking crooks. Probably like, wow, this guy really, really played a lot of people. He's genius. Let's go. Let's go. You should get into politics. What a fantastic fucking idea. You know idea. what it also might be is just the training of being in front of a camera. 
Because there's full teams that train these p politicians. I mean, imagine how to good do, Dr. Say, Oz how to act. Yeah. On turning it on, right? Being like, hey, be Dr. Oz right now, television version, not whoever you are off camera. Yeah. Now, you know, go. That probably takes a lot of training as a politician. For sure. For like sure. The sales pitch, the salesmanship of it all. He, they probably look at somebody like, you know what? Why don't we just pick someone instead of who shares our values? Let's just pick someone who's really good on camera, and then we'll tell him exactly what to say. Yeah, he's a. I mean, for an older guy, he's not bad looking. Full head of hair, which is ton of bonus points right. in politics right. as you age, especially suit hair face. Isn't it crazy the hair thing? Yeah, I didn't realize that they they put out like this poll. Full head of hair, way better than if a guy the, who's like balding. The only thing that I know that's keeping me and you alive for our future is our hair. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. I've been on some pills though for the hair, so that's why I got the full head of hair. Do you really? Preventative measures. Oh, for preventative. Sure. Preventative measures. Really? I'm not trying to regrow anything. I just don't want to lose anything. Your dad bald or no? Uh, no, he's got like a mature hairline though. A mature. <laughs> was like the nicest way of saying going bald is about balding, like the. the <laughs> No, he's he's sixty one, but he's got like the, he's got like the mature. What did like, you say? Mature, maturing hairline? hairline. You know, but he's not bald. Maturing sounds way better than receding. At what point do you have to just shave it all? I mean, the second if you don't want to do the the hair replacement, if that's not your thing, which because you, you can do that. Sure. If you don't want to do that, once it starts, like if it goes back an inch, you're out. You're out. Or what about the guys that do just like the slick runway, but then have the furry sides? <laughs> we just know there's nothing, there's no volume on top. It's just, no, it's just slick, like they, the slick bald, but the, they have like the outer rim of hair. Why does anyone even do it? The hair technology these days is insane. I feel like it's pretty affordable too, It's, right? it's like 5,000 bucks, all of a sudden, new head of hair. Finance it. Let's go. What do you pay? A couple, 250 bucks a month? I have multiple friends who've done it already at a younger age. Like, all right, cool, I'm getting it done right now. They got full heads of hair. It takes like six months or a year to like really grow back and look awesome. And then you're good. You're done. So Dr. Oz probably had some hair stuff. I'm sure Dr. Oz has all the medical connects. All the sketchy underground shit. All the sketchy I underground stuff. Well, look, we want, I, I want a level of being able to run for office. And I don't know what that level is, but I feel like Dr. Oz, he might be above the level, to be honest now. Honestly, now that I say it out loud. He's probably going to do very well. Fuck, it's unbelievable. He's, he's great on camera. He, the debate's probably going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you guys think Dr. Oz should be allowed. I run. still say The Rock should be the only celebrity that should be able to run for office in the future. I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think if The Rock decides to run for whatever office, I think as America, we should just give it to him. Let, him in. Let him in. Let him there in. There shouldn't even be a race. Don't even drag The Rock through the political process of nope. badging and trying to dig up dirt. No, nope. he wins. It's just a, It's like the uh, middle school date thing. It's like, would you like to be X? And he, Rock just checks yes or no. Yeah. And then just shows yes. up at the next it. day. That's it. <laughs> you don't have to, no one even has to vote. You win. What do you want to be? Rock, what do you want to be? You want to be governor, yeah. mayor? You want to be president? President? Perfect. All right, anything but president he has to run for. But the, what, what has The Rock done poorly? Nothing. Nothing. XFL? We don't even know yet. It remains to be seen. If he, by the way, if The Rock brings back the XFL... There's nothing this man can't do. What if it just crushes it? There's nothing this man can't what do. What if it just absolutely fucking crushes it? Bro, like, he could... There's so many different ways to angle this. If The Rock brings back the XFL and makes it profitable... That's it. It's over. It's you game win. over. You win. Everyone else be shaking in their boots. The Rock is just going to take their job. Biggest movie launch ever in Netflix? Check. Biggest tequila, biggest liquor launch ever in the history of alcohol? Check. check. Biggest oh, gross, dude. highest grossing movie pretty much every year? Check. Highest earning uh, actor? Check. Biggest dude that's 50 years old? Check. <laughs> biggest dude? Check. Oh, fuck. Unbelievable. Highest selling Under Armour collab? Check. Did you know that his ex-wife is actually his business partner yeah. and everything? She runs all of his Seven Bucks media. Yeah, Danny Garcia. Yeah, and they're like really close friends. How and like, crazy is that? Do you think you'd be able to do that? I think it's probably, like there has to be a reason that you married someone. And I think it's awesome if you somehow figure out a way to say, hey, look, I care about you so much. And I respect you so much as like a partner in life that I want you to be part of my business and not have a super toxic relationship. Don't get me wrong. I'm assuming it must be very difficult for sure or maybe it was very difficult in the start and now it's like very sure smooth. sure sure now they both have relationships yeah, and everything and success is there so i mean more power to him i mean that's crazy could you imagine being danny's new husband and like her ex-husband is the fucking rock and their business partners and they're cl so close that's just tough that'd be tough i feel like the rock because her, her new husband's not tall I he's think like the rock a, could like be a, funny. He's like a competitive bodybuilder. He's like, you know, 5'9 or whatever. But he, he could really fuck with you with a straight face, Dude, too. come on. Like, he could, he could like you and know that he's, he's fine with you, but, like, really walk up to you acting like a dick. And you could be like, 
Just the most alpha, charismatic, yeah. good-looking, rich guy in the fucking world. The yeah. Rock. And our future president. The, I'd be okay with it. And our future president. Dr. Okay Oz is the VP. Dr. Oz. <laughs> and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Rock and Oz. Oh, my God. I'd be okay with it. Well, guys, right. look, 2020, the, the 2020s could be. Wow, we really got off topic there for a second. Wow. Yeah, one day we'll all be driving around electric cars. The Rock will be president. Dr. Oz will be VP. We'll be living in the metaverse. <laughs> It'll be it. It'll be game over. Uh, all right, let's talk about more icons real quick. Um, serious topic. Hands down, one of the most iconic cultural figures of the past decade, Virgil Abloh, passed away from cancer, which I had no idea that he actually had. Nobody extremely did. private. Um, let's appreciate like how much did this guy was able to do on like a yearly basis, right? Humble beginnings, climb through the ranks, doing like super small T-shirt collabs yep. to having off-white brand, the biggest collaboration with in sportswear that there was, the creative director for Louis Vuitton, headline DJing all over the world. He had Crazy a residency shit. in Las Vegas. Crazy. Um, what do you think is going to be most remembered for? Do you think Virgil would probably be the most iconic cultural figure that we have presently that's just going to continue living on in our culture for a while? Presently, yes. And there's a few reasons why. So, I mean, not a lot of people know. He actually... He broke into the scene, the major fashion scene, interning at, I think, I want to say Fendi yeah. with Kanye West back in 2001, before Kanye West was the Kanye West that we know now. But then to start these brands that Virgil has built, you know, he originally did a brand called Pyrex that fucking blew up. Yeah, I remember, up, yeah. Blew up. The flannels, the flannel yeah, Pyrex, yeah. yeah. Crazy streetwear, crazy rap collabs, like huge with ASAP Mob and all those guys back in the fucking day and transitioned that to Off-White which blossomed and fucking bazooka bloomed into the fucking monster that it is today. And it got a lot of hate in the beginning. Off-white was just simple, basic Helvetica font. It was white. It was off-whites. It was blacks. That was it. And it fucking just rocket shipped out of nowhere, dude. Why do you think that was? <sighs> to be honest with you, sometimes it's just like there's the embodiment of a person and like this idea that something's like there but a bit different in their perspective on it. And I think once Virgil kept growing, the collaboration just became more and more sought after. Yeah. And then it just became this, all right, let's take an already like his all of his Nike collabs, an already amazing product that they have that everyone loves and make it just on steroids. And then when he got the Louis Vuitton job, which that was, was like Groundbreaking. Two years ago, right? Yeah, two creative, years ago. Creative director of yeah. Louis Vuitton. That was like game changing, right? I, that was when you enter into a space that's for like the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the fashion world. And he was also transcending music, transcending like culture, transcending from house music. Because he, he was so heavily involved in hip hop culture, but his DJ sets were all deep house music, yep, deep house, et cetera. Yep. Like how he played in so many different industries and so relevant to so many different people was... Second to none that I've ever seen. Like, how did he have time to do all that? It's pretty cool because you can bounce around and touch shoulders with the super fashionistas in the fashion world in Paris and Milan and everything, but also touch shoulders with the super street motherfuckers in New York, in L.A., and get respect of both. It's crazy to sit at that table and have a seat at both of those tables in both of those genres, both of those industries, and excel in both. You know what was the, the coolest thing about Off-White as well was – Outside of Supreme was like the first brand that Off-White could really do any product. Anything. Didn't even matter. Any product, and it would go berserk. Just like they Supreme. They put zip ties on fucking shoes. Anything. But yeah, he did that Off-White Ikea rug collab, and like you couldn't get it reselling for tens of thousands of dollars, and it just said rug on it or rug. something. Rug. And like just the embodiment of it. Like I remember Moe did a collab with Virgil for champagne, I have one of the limited bottles and they're like worth so much money now. And like he, that was like what off white or what uh, Supreme did where they could put Supreme on anything. And I just went in there, all their collabs that they did. Yeah. Off white was the first real other brand to be able to know you're wrong. There's a lot of amazing collabs out there, but he could just put it on stuff that didn't make any sense. And it didn't matter. Super. This, it's such a sad thing to hear of someone who was like, just such a creative genius. And so iconic that just was sick. It just, it makes you really realize that no one's immune to anything like you know it doesn't matter what you are what you've accomplished like there's things that are bigger than all of us but also the fact that he did it privately yeah like he didn't tell anybody i'm sure maybe a, a few close friends and confidants maybe knew yeah. or had an idea for such a no, public person in so many different ways it's, dude nobody knew and he would i don't even think he hit his peak yet 
I think Virgil is still climbing oh. that ladder of success in, in different industries and, and being the fashion blooming that he is. There's I don't no, think he hit his peak. There's no telling what he could have done. It's, it's such a shame when you hear of anyone like this who is – well, it's such a shame for anybody – but for someone who had such an impact across so many different industries and was such a, I mean, just one of the coolest people. I never got a chance to meet him. I wish I had. Um, you know, but I think now we'll see how all of the collaborators that he worked with, how his stuff really lives on in general. You know, what's, what's the next phase of, like, the Virgil Abloh estate, right? Yeah, like, how does it get split up now? Who runs it? How does it get divvied up? Well, I, you know what's who more, takes it from here. You know what's more interesting is that I wonder. He obviously knew this was coming. Oh sure, sure. I wonder what he has in store for us across all of his creative genius that's just coming that we don't even know that's in the pipeline of stuff that he's going to give us essentially from the grave, which I think is going to be unbelievable because he knew right. This was the foresight that he has is he's probably working on things that are going to come out in six months to a year in whatever capacity, as just going to be iconic. Even more iconic because it's going to come out after he passed away, which is super sad, but I bet you there are things. Well, they just had the Louis Vuitton show yesterday. Yeah, but that was a pretty close tie. I'm saying, like, down the road, he's probably yeah. thought about it, like, hey, I need to plan forward. Here's what I'm envisioning. Because he was calling things that were... He's one of the few people that could make, make things a trend. Like, he was, the pre... he was who told everyone what was cool. Yeah, for sure. He's the one that brought baggy jeans back. A it's year just, ago. All of it, right? It doesn't matter. What, whatever he did was like, oh, that's, that's cool now. That's what we're doing now. That's cool now. And untied shoes. That's cool now. Walking around with untied shoes. What a legend. Absolute legend. Super sad, um, but incredibly impressive what he was able to accomplish when he was here. Uh, unreal. But you're right. He, ha he had some foresight into this, and he knew. So I'm assuming he's probably got some cool incredible videos that he's talking, you know, and like through this whole process that he released at future shows. It, I, it, I, hope he, I hope he pulled a Kanye and really filmed a lot of his life because I would love to see what it was like his life behind the scenes from was he like overstressed or did he love how busy he was and how he accomplished. I mean, he did think like each little piece of what he did is what only what a lot of people could dream of doing one of those things. Sure. As, and, that, and that could be their stamp of success for the rest of their lives. And he did like five or six of them simultaneously. And numerous successful clothing brands. That's what I'm saying. I like, mean, usually you start one, it fucking and it fails. Start another one, it, it kind of takes off but flops. All of his yeah. have fucking been successful. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. Shout out to him. We'll see. Um, all right, talk. We're gonna, icon talk continues. Jack Dorsey. Oh. The bearded legend. I'm a fan. I, I like Jack. Love Jack. With the nose ring and the Everything. beard. I fucking love Jack. Did you have you ever um like read his like routine? He's like a crazy, like regimented person. Like daily routine? Yeah, like 4 a.m. ice bath, like all sorts of crazy shit. Jack, Jack Dorsey has a wild routine. He doesn't have kids, does he? No. Oh, that's why. I don't think so, yeah. That's why. Jack, even if he did, he has a zillion dollars to help, you know, help him give him buy him some time. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Jack Dorsey stepped down as CEO of Twitter. I know. Which is making everyone wonder what he has up his sleeve for the future, seeing how his Twitter bio right now just says one word, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, baby. That's it. Uh, what part of our lives do you think he's going to take over somehow? He still has Square. Yep. Square recently bought Title. Yep. So he's still doing all that. Obviously, his passion is digital currency. We know he's going to be in that space. But what part of our lives do you think he's going to take over somehow? This guy is a genius. Oh, beyond genius is <clears throat> not even the word. I think he's more of a genius than even Mark Zuckerberg, dare I say it. You think so? I think so. I think so for sure. You think sure. Mark Zuckerberg is better at building a huge company and Jack Dorsey is just better at ideas? He built Twitter and Square. That's fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. Both ex insane billion, Because Mark Zuckerberg billion, billion, built billion Facebook and bought everything else. This guy built Square and Twitter. I would say he stole Facebook, but sure. Bought it at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I would say he stole Facebook. I would Facebook. say Insta well, he didn't, he didn't uh, build Facebook. Sorry, Winklevoss. I would say he stole Winklevoss. <laughs> Who are also trying to get heavy deep in the metaverse now too. Yeah, every, they, own, they own half of it I pretty know. much. Uh, what do you what do you think he's got next? It's got to be something with the metaverse. I would say something with the metaverse or something with digital currency coming even more off the grid out of like the the national exchanges like the Coinbase's and moving into more accessible cold wallet storage. That's like my crazy forethought. For, for yeah, uh, I think it's going to be something with Bitcoin, obviously, something with maybe accepting and transferring payments, making it a little more accessible. I think it's I think it's where Square and digital currencies collide. Yeah, and he somehow owns like the. He'll probably create some type of decentralized 
banking system with Square and how they how they trade music or how music can get paid for through title with cryptocurrency or all of the, like something in that realm is where he's going to be. And by the way, Jack Jack Dorsey wakes up at five every morning. He dedicates the first few hours of his day to personal care, which includes a sixty minute meditation, a six mile jog, and an ice bath to shock a system into action. And he's extremely dedicated to making this daily routine. Holy <clears throat> shit. What's your daily routine? Not that. Not that. Do you take ice baths? My normal routine now is I wake up, I wake up, I feed the baby, I feed the dogs, I feed myself, and just get the fucking day started. Just get the fucking day started and hope for the best. That's it. And hope for the best. That's it. It's like, it's these crazy, successful, crazy, detail-oriented individuals that just have these wild routines. Like, Mark Wahlberg's is the same. I don't know, believe, really, I don't really believe Mark Wahlberg's. He wakes up at like 2.30 a.m., does all this, three workouts, plays around to golf. Mark Wahlberg's is a bit ridiculous. It's too much. There's no way he fucking does that every day. Although, I I have been thinking, like, I read this book where it was essentially a, a a book about habits and it's just can you do anything exactly the same for 30 days and it was interesting and I thought to myself like not change this not sacrifice it one day because of that just do something for 30 days straight no matter what it is right like let's say it's a meditation let's say it's a five minute meditation every day there's like a reason every day to skip something and that it just takes so long for you to make it a habit and it's interesting to someone like this who's just so like dedicated and successful like I hate the to be successful you have to wake up at 4 a.m. and run seven miles and you know what I mean and take an, <laughs> and take an ice bath and shotgun a thing of coffee or or whatever make yourself oh. a green juice with like yeah. with yeah. lettuce that you picked from your yeah. garden or whatever I hate that because I don't believe it the Gary Vee mentality but like but like I well Gary Vee just like he just does whatever he wants the yeah. Jack Dorsey's of the world are like the, the really crazy regimented people who have to have a certain things certain way, but it fucking works. It makes you kind of think like, damn it, should I try it? Should I be taking an should ice bath it? at 4 a.m. every day? Sounds awful. Sounds fucking horrible, Sounds dude. Sounds awful. But you know what? Maybe Jack is onto something. This guy's on another level. I, it's, it scares you when, some, when someone that iconic, not even a big company CEO steps down, but an iconic person like that steps down from their baby that they, that they began. Yeah. It's like, what does this guy have? What does he know that's about to come down the pipeline? You know what's also interesting is like these crazy, super wealthy individuals. I'm talking billion, billion, billionaires. Not even like millionaires. I'm talking the Jack Dorseys of the world, right? What they're getting into now is like trying to buy time. Like buy time back with all these crazy gene therapies, like the gene splicings, all these crazy injections, like these weird skincare regimens. They're trying to like set the clock back and buy time to hopefully kind of live longer and stop the aging process. And that shit's not cheap. I think, yeah. I mean, look, if I was rich enough and successful enough and I had put it a decade into whatever project that I was mostly known for, like Twitter, right? Which launched in what, 2006? Yeah. So more than 15 years. And I wanted to focus on whatever the future was or if I'm Elon Musk going to fucking space or if I'm trying to like make sure I could cryogenically freeze my body. Fuck yeah. What else am I going to spend my time on? I want to live forever. I want to change the world. I want to do like when you're that age and you've done everything and you've been that rich for that long. You've, you've bought every yacht. You've gone to every island. You've met every celebrity. You've done. You've traveled the world. You fly private. You do all the things that most people want their entire lives. Now you're just strictly there to work on yourself, your legacy, and things that will change the world forever. And that, once and once you're super rich like that, you just you're just not rich. You get richer and richer. Yeah, your and money richer. just makes money for it's you. Money it is, is money and money. You just you're essentially just getting money to fund whatever passion project that you have the ability to do. Like their brains don't work like our brains. Unfortunately, no. Like I wish I had a Jack Dorsey, Elon Musk brain. I just fucking don't. Maybe you should get a nose ring. Dude, I'll do it. A Jack Dorsey nose ring. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do the nose ring if you do the ice baths every day. I'll oh, get the... Uh, I mean, every day for 90 days. Maybe. Um, but Jack Dorsey's the man. Look, there's no way around I'm it. I'm a huge fan of Jack, yeah. Cool dude. He's hanging out with Jay-Z and Tidal and ha- on yachts and like doing all sorts of wild stuff. So shout out Could to Jack Could you imagine Dorsey. being like Jack Dorsey or Mark Zuckerberg or Evan Spiegel from Snapchat? Just like, dude... Or the Bezos's? Insane amounts of money. Not even Jeff, Jeff Bezos because he's a little older. But, like, Evan Spiegel's young. Jack Dorsey's old now. Jack's in his fucking early 40s. Jeff Bezos is, what, 51? Is he really only 51? He yeah. looks horrible. 
He like what are you talking about? He looks great. He Jeff looks Bezos? like Yeah, he looks like Jack now. Nah, Jeff Bezos is whack. Elon's still young. Fifty seven. Yeah, he's fucking pretty much sixty. That's kinda old. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Evan Spiegel, Mark Zuckerberg, these guys are so Jack Dorsey's forty five, yeah. Could you imagine just being that young, that rich, and that powerful? No. Right? I, mean, I, I, I want to give on. a quick answer to you, but no. I like, fucking... I, I'm fairly fine. Yeah, things money are going wise. You're think, fine money wise. Things I'm, are going great. I'm hood rich, but I'm not like you can't compare, rich, rich, rich. Yeah, it's like it's tough to compare yourself to someone like that. But the visible, it's actually just to be honest with you, it's fun to watch people like those collective geniuses just come up with like you almost they'll, they'll pitch an idea and you'll be like, oh my God, they're just they're just they think five years ahead of my time. I just can't even wrap my brain around it, you know? It's unreal. Speaking of that, one of our topic that Drew and I argue Don't about all the time. Don't fucking start. Don't even. So here we go, guys. Oh, God. Digital real estate. I fucking knew it. In the metaverse has gone berserk. Selling for millions of dollars. We should have taken our own advice a year ago. I know. When we, we were joking about this. we're fucking pussies. Um, has your stance changed? Because this is now coming to a point where... From what I've read and what I've heard and I've been listening to a lot of people is essentially that if you looked at social media 10 years ago when it was first beginning, 12, 15 years ago, and thought about how important and thought it would be as important as it is to us today, you would have kind of laughed. At that point, it was just a place to post things or post a picture or two, and that was Your it. food, yeah. Talk to your friends. Yeah. Think about the original Facebook days, which is kind of like where we're at right now with the metaverse. The analogy is, is that in 10 years, our kids, my daughter, your son, their, their life in the metaverse is going to equally, be as equally as important as our lives became on social media. Theirs will be that for the metaverse. Their reflection of self in the metaverse, what they own, what they dress, what they do, what they look like, where they hang out is going to be the social media of their generation. That's the analogy right now. And people who are laughing at it, scoffing at it now, will just be looking at it and will be utilizing it over time when it just became, oh, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid. Okay, now I have to do it. You know, That's the analogy that I'm getting right now. Do you think digital real estate, for instance? Because like, now it's, it's, there's big brands, there's venture capitalists that are buying these plots these plots of land <laughs> in these in the metaverse for millions and millions and millions of dollars. Oh my god. Do you see it? I mean, I look, I I kind of get it. Like I get where it's going. But at the end of the day, if you don't take care of the real world and yourself in the real world, you're not going to enjoy the metaverse. But I think but I like, think I, I love it from an investment standpoint. I get it. Like people are getting in early, they're they're flipping some some lots right now, they're making a couple grand or a lot of a lot of thousands. I just I don't want to be the guy that's like, I don't believe in it. Because, look, I love it. I wish I would have bought Bitcoin when I was told to buy Bitcoin fucking six years ago. I wish <laughs> I would have bought digital land a year and a half ago when we talked about it. <sighs> do you buy it, though? Or do you really think it's going to be a part of our lives? Like, what part? Like, what part? Like, are we not going to have to get up and go to work and earn and provide? No. To, stay av- to survive in the real world? Just like social media, there'll be a reflection of self and reflection of what you like in the real world in the metaverse. So we're just going to put on the headsets and go in the metaverse for a little bit and hang out? Depending on what you like, right? It's like if you like video games or if you like fashion or if you like, you know, gambling or if you like all these things. Like, essentially anything that we like in the real world will be available in the metaverse. And you can do it digitally with other people in the metaverse, just like we do with social media, just like we do on live, on all these things. We'll be able to do it digitally. Maybe I'm just being sore that we didn't buy all the land when we were supposed to. Yeah. I think we're at an interesting age where we're straddling what we have now and what we can't think about for the future versus what we know is coming, you know, what we already have technologically. Like, think about what... What's going to be available in 10 years? Like, but it's like you, you get in the... Okay, so you go into the metaverse, right? On your c- computer or whatever. And you see these plots of land and all these people walking around. The, the real world sims and shit. And then you see like these hotel brands and these restaurant brands. And you go and hang out or whatever. And it's just... Is it just eyeballs on these brands and these buildings with these billboards? Is, is that where the attention is? Is that where the value is? I don't... Is it just the more people that are in the metaverse looking, walking around, hanging out, exploring? That's what drives the value up, the perception of the value up? I think so, yeah. I think it's just supply and demand, right? If people think that that people are going to be utilized. That sounds like a fucking bubble, Jeff. It could be. But it it could also be a place where, 
like that original analogy that we got, like buying land in the metaverse is like buying real estate in New York 100 years ago. There's going to be a Chicago that's being built and a Miami that's being built and an LA that's being built, but that specific one will have demand for certain people for certain reasons, right? And another one will in the same way, and they'll all change and offer different things that will be attractive to certain people for certain reasons. So like reasons. what? Can you go to the beach in Miami in the metaverse and like hang out in the ocean and get the feeling and the experience? I would say no. I think that we don't even know what's possible and like essentially the virtual reality reality of it all and the augmented reality of it all is going to blow our fucking brains off. It probably is. Because we're also, me and you specifically, are not like huge gamers. I don't play any video games. But now what's available to do in the games, people are obsessing over. Think about this. The, the, it's a multi-billion dollar industry of people watching people play video games. That, so I didn't get that at first either. So I, I kind of get where you're so, coming from. But so imagine yeah. now the people that have access to a metaverse and can go in there and how cool it would be if you own certain things and now people watching you do something in the metaverse. People watching you do an activity in the metaverse. They just announced that New York Fashion Week is going to have their normal fashion week, but also have a metaverse fashion week that you can only access through certain things. And if you buy things in the metaverse, you'll have access to certain things in the real world as well. So you buy it as, as like a package. Pretty fucking nuts. I'm all in looking at it now. Look, Honestly, I, I'm all in looking at it. What are they calling it? They're calling it Web 3.0, essentially. I, I mean, I like it. I, I I respect where it's going and where it can potentially go. Just, I think you're just so into food. You just realize that you can't physically eat anything in the metaverse, or you're fucking over it. Like you're so you're so into your your business and your world is actually physically oh. eat, eat eating things. So you're like, why why if you can't physically eat a burger in the metaverse? What's the point? Or smell a burger, or you know, maybe you can. Oh. Maybe something can happen. Like, can you have those real relationships in the metaverse? The touch, the feel, the smell. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's up with the fucking yacht that just sold in the metaverse? $650 million. Or $650,000. $650,000. A fake boat in fake water in a fake world. One of one, though. Limited I edition. I don't give a fuck what it is, Jeff. One of one. Here, put this in the metaverse. This bottle of water, it's one of one. Maybe it's the if, that, if that's the only thing of water in the metaverse, it's super Stop valuable. the madness. And, like, the whole, like, bored ape shit. Like, come on. It's just getting too much now. I think it's like, I see it as anything that anybody wants. Like, I, I always found this. Everyone always asked me when I first moved to Vegas about, like, when you, we met, like, rich customers who would come do bottle service. And, like, who are they? Like, who are these people that would spend $15,000 at a table? And I was like, you know, the thing I learned most about in being in Las Vegas over time is that I've met a lot of rich people in a lot of different spectrums of rich, right? Little rich, a ton rich, and everything in between. And everyone values their money totally different. I met guys worth a billion dollars that wouldn't spend a red cent in a nightclub. But they'll gamble $50,000 a hand. And, and I met other guys who wouldn't gamble a dollar, but will spend $50,000 in a nightclub. They don't want the risk, they don't see the value, but they see the value in the experience. I've met guys that'll spend a quarter million dollars on a watch. I'll spend another guy that wears an Apple watch, but he'll spend a quarter million dollars on a car. And another guy who's in like new balances that cost 30 bucks in jeans, that's worth a couple hundred million dollars. And I'll see another guy who's in a $5,000 Xenia suit who values fashion. I think everyone just has a value of money that's different and understands like the appreciation for it, right? It's like, if you walk by like, I think Art, like Art Basel being in this weekend, right? A Jackson Pollock, right? People have always like judged his paintings because they're yeah. just spl splatters, splatters of paint. Splatters of fucking diarrhea. The $20 million splatters of paint. But they have value. And because there's a limited supply of them, they have value as well. And because other people are buying them, they increase value. And there's no real... The funny thing about this situation is that most of it is selling peer-to-peer. -peer. It yep. sells once. Yeah. And the rest is just selling to each other. So it's, you can't just sell it back. You have to sell it to someone else who, who agrees. It's like real estate. Just because your, your neighbor's house sold for a million dollars doesn't mean that everyone's going to want to buy your house for a million dollars. Same thing with this, right? It's like, all right, cool. I value this. So I'll, I want to pay that. But it's the value can, the ebb and flow. We're in the, such the beginning part. I don't think it's a bubble, but I think a lot more will correct itself over time. And there's going to be a lot of these like universes to pick from for different fucking reasons. Kind of like social media platforms, right? There's Snapchat for Snapchat reasons. There's Pinterest for Pinterest reasons. There's TikTok. There's Instagram. There's Facebook. There's all these different platforms for all these different reasons that are all worth billions and billions of dollars. And we just all have to figure out how to navigate all of them for a certain fucking reason. That's my rant. I love it. I respect it. I don't know. Maybe I'll, 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 I'll throw like $5,000. We'll buy some land for like five grand. I think you can buy I'll, land. Not a sandbox anymore. What is it? More than five grand? 
Little plots? The lowest land you can get in sandbox now is like fifteen thousand bucks. Fifteen? Fifteen thousand. Maybe we'll find <laughs> a couple of our friends and just gamble five grand and three of us and we'll just we'll get a little plot. Yeah, you yeah, you better gotta race at this point to get one. Oh wow. All at right. sandbox. But there's a couple other ones that are coming out and all other things. A lot of opportunities, guys. You just go look into it because I personally think that this I think for our world, especially in hospitality, that the figuring out how to relate the metaverse and the real world in a way to package a product is the future of our industry and hospitality. Getting both. Oh, I just, I don't see how it's done yet. Yet. I'm not being super negative, but I'm, I don't see how it's done yet. Well, let's figure it out. I feel like hospitality. Let's, is let's figure it out offline and sell it. The feeling peer to peer. Being hospitable, it's, it's the feeling that you have to experience in real life. But what if you have something that's valued in both? Like what? But we'll have to like that. But we'll have to figure out what people are valuing. You know what I'm saying? You have to essentially invent it, right? You have to Virgil Abloh it. You have to tell people what's worth it so that they know what it is. You know what I mean? We got some thinking to do. Yeah, we got some thinking to do. Um, go get get in the metaverse, guys. Get get, get your ass in that fake get fucking land in the metaverse. Um, all right, this story's nuts. Uh, on an interstate in Carlsbad in California, an armored truck flipped and cash went everywhere, all over the interstate. People filmed themselves picking up money, thought it was hilarious, went super viral on TikTok, and now it's being announced that they could be charged by the police. How much cash on the road would you need to pull over to stop and pick it up? So I saw it originally. I think it was on TikTok or something. I everywhere. Thought it went viral. Fake. I thought it was fake. It looked fake. Because you know how you can get that super realistic money that everyone's posting on Instagram and shit? It looked like a stunt. Yeah. Like you can get super realistic $10,000 bank stacks yes. for like, I don't know, 50 bucks or whatever. But it looks very real. So all these little Instagrammers and YouTubers and TikTokers posting stacks of cash, for the most part, it's probably fake. Anyway, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a stunt. Pretty funny. Like, there's money all over the fucking yeah. freeway. People are running around grabbing it on their phones. I was like, wow, it's going to get a lot of hits. Only reason I didn't think it was a stunt was because it actually legitimately stopped traffic and caused a major problem. No, that's why I thought it was a fucking stunt. Oh. I was like, for sure. This- you're not getting approval from that, though. That means you're getting arrested at that point. Yeah, that's yeah, a stunt. yeah. But I was like, okay, who's, who's behind it? It was that girl on it. Oh, there's just money falling out. Demi? Yeah, but that's- then I was like, there's not a lot of people going crazy. I feel like the more people should have pulled over and went crazy and grabbed the money. If, which, if that was illegal, though, right? You can't do that. So the story is now is that people, the police are, char- like, if you filmed yourself doing it, yeah. they're going through all these videos on social media and trying to track down people who took the money because it was real money and it was the bank's money and you stole it. It's Uncle Sam's money. So are people idiots? Just, are, is this just people continuing to be idiots, filming themselves doing shit that they know they shouldn't be doing because they want to get the views from it. They want the clout. And that's the issue with a lot of the people, Jeff, is they want the fucking clout. I can't blame them. You know, if it would have happened right there, maybe I would have grabbed out my cell phone too. Like, oh, what's up, guys? Uh, Got this paper. But I probably would have thought it was a stunt. And then you would just take it? Probably. Yeah. You know? You're driving down the road, let's say. And you see money flying. Are you stopping to pick it up? Are you you seeing how much is there just to, to double check? Are you running around and grab a couple hundreds? Like I'm currently driving somewhere? You're driving and you see this situation. You see money on the ground and people pulled How over. How much money? Like bags and bags? Like Fast and Furious 5 type <laughs> shit? In Brazil where they get the fucking the safes? And I'm not going to lie. If I see money just floating around, I feel like I would stop to check it out and I'll probably see what's going on. Yeah, 100%. Who wouldn't? I and mean, the traffic was already backed up. Like you can't just zoom by. To be honest, I actually don't feel that they're stupid because in the moment, with how insane that would be, because that's never happened in my entire life before, I probably might have filmed it too. Yeah, like I'm, I'm telling you, I probably would have grabbed my phone and fucking filmed it. <laughs> but can they prove that those people actually took the money from that location? I'm sure people are dumb enough to like film the entire process. Like, here's all these $100 bills. Look at me also getting into my car. We're out. Did it show anybody with like how much they actually got away with? I'm sure they people. Not, maybe because not on the video that I saw, it was only a, a person like grabbing like a bill, a bill. Like very slow. Like I would have like super, supermarket sweepstaked it and fucking grabbed a ton of shit. Imagine. imagine. I probably would have went up to the fucking armored truck and started taking it out of there too. <laughs> and get fucking shot in the process. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, my take is that. Yo, once that money's out the armored truck, 
It's the world. It's the world. It's the world. This is free grab money. Yeah. How much can you grab? You can't. You Are can't. you stuffing it in your pockets, in your shirt? Are you putting it in your car and going back for more? Yeah, this is like a shitty ABC, NBC television reality show, but in real life. You know what I'm saying? Get the money. Supermarket sweepstakes. Yeah, exactly. Well, Three-way sweepstakes. Like when, they, when you go in the container and they blow the money and you have to yeah, see how much you can grab. Get your fucking money, like dude. Seconds. Get your money, dude. I Yeah, honestly, if I see the money out there... It's mine. Now, what kind of trouble do you think they're going to get in? I don't think they get into like real trouble. I think they'll I, have, maybe have to be if they can prove that they actually took money from that truck <laughs> and left with it, which I don't think they'll be able to do. Can you imagine? Just because I grab money on a video doesn't mean I actually took that money from that location. Can you imagine the police officer that's dedicated to like tracking assholes down on social media to like go collect like three hundred bucks? Come or on, something? Captain John. I'm on this fucking dumb case. I'm going after fucking Timmy Tootle sixty nine on on TikTok. It's so bad. <laughs> Trying to find $300. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, I tracked him down. I tracked down the culprit. It's some, like, poor, like, 20-year-old girl who sold, like, 200 bucks. Uh, by know, the way, dude. I love these stories are hilarious to me. I'm just happy that it's real. Yeah, I am, too. And I love the fact that people just said, like, screw it, power and numbers. Like, let's all just go take it. Like, I, imagine how much money is missing. Like, what are you going to do? Get back, like, 2% of it? It's gone. I don't think it's going to get back any the of wind. It. Yeah. People grab some. Can you? It's just all blown into the universe. All I want to say is prove it. Prove that I actually took that money from the video, put it in my pocket, and left with it. By the way, shout out to all the robbers out there. Maybe maybe cracking the armored trucks isn't that hard. Just, just tip, tip that motherfucker Honestly, over. Put a fucking little... <laughs> allegedly put an explosive device under the armor. Don't even try to rob the motherfucker. I don't even think you need to explode it. You just do the uh, the tire spikes, get the armored truck to flip over, and, and it like, you know... I feel like the feds are listening to this right now. It's all right. We didn't do it. Or get a drone and just fucking f- somehow flip that. But you know the crazy like movies or, and shit. Or, or maybe the driver just didn't lock it properly or something like that. Falls out the back. And it just like flies out the back. I got to read more into the story, but it's amazing. But that was the best place for it to happen on the freeway. Fuck a random side street. Freeway. Tons of cars. Tons of people. I, I, uh, it's actually pretty amazing. There was no like significant accidents. Does it say how it happened? It, it was unclear exactly what went down so it was an inside to, job. to cause it. But I mean, it was inside job. It was pretty stupid seeing how it went everywhere. But I also think that I'm saying it's pretty amazing that there wasn't a significant accident or like 18 wheeler can't stop and there's some little girl picking up hundred dollar bills on the side of the road or something. <laughs> Nuts. Um, oh, my all right. God. By the way, guys, if you were if you were in California for this, we'd love to know if you took any money, and we won't tell. Uh, all right, another funny story. Coach Kelly. Football coach of Notre Dame. Big fan. Left for a $95 million contract for LSU. Yeah. But the news broke on social media. And before he could tell his team, and he told his team via like a mass text, which of course got leaked. Yeah. And then had like a four-minute meeting with them the next day. Essentially, he broke up with his team via text. If you get a job for $95 million and you're negotiating it, are you risking spoiling it by being a good coach and telling people early before it happens? Or are you signing the deal and what happens happens and you're moving on? Jeff, I'm signing the fucking deal. Sayonara. Later, losers. Get fucked, little nerds. You know, you I'm know. out. You owe no one. I'm nothing. Out. It's a job at that point. This is how I provide for my family. This is how I pass down money to my kids, generations, like $95 million. I'm out. I don't yeah. owe these kids shit. These kids don't owe me shit. When they go to the NFL and make millions and millions and millions, do they kick me back some shit for being their coach in college? Fuck no. They don't owe me <laughs> shit. I don't owe them shit. I'm paid to do a job. I got offered a better job. I'm outro. Later. You're lucky you got four minutes of my time. You're, there's a, <laughs> there's a, the, the four-minute thing is hilarious. You're what? lucky I sent a group text and not a fucking IG story and tagged all you guys. Yeah, too. Like... <laughs> I think at some point people have to start realizing that those relationships, it's a business. It's a job. It's a business. It's a job. I'm it's a fucking business. outro like, later. You're coming into this situation and everyone cares about everyone. We get it at the moment in time. But trust. Look at sports now. You get traded. Same with the athletes. Yeah, you get traded professional sports all the times. You're all best friends. Ride or die. You get traded to your rival. It's like, I want to kill these dudes. Yeah, you don't owe these fans, that team, that coach, that Sorry, owner, guys. Shit. $95 million comes at me. Peace. Goodbye text. Peace. Mass text. I would four minutes. Gotta go. Selfie I'm, video. I'm late. I'm late. Deuces on I'm the late. on the private jet to Louisiana. I'm late. Sorry. Later.
We gone. Yeah, fuck them. I don't feel bad, to be honest with you, Coach Kelly. Shout out to you. Go get that bag. Bro, get the fucking bag. <laughs> get the bag. Get a championship while you're at it. If not, who cares? You're still paid. But I love, like, the... Ne- like, the... I love the media negative pressing the so shit out of it. So do I. You know what so I mean? do I. So like giving him so much shit about it because at the end of the day, we feel the same. Oh my God. They're talking about it right now on the fucking big screen of the <laughs> no, sports book. As, as we are talking about this topic, <laughs> he's giving, giving the live interview. Uh, officially introduces LSU head coach on the Jumbotron. Yeah, with LSU and trying to probably talk his way back. Like, oh, but I won't do it to these kids. You know what I mean? Look, I love it. But as a coach though, like this... The media always wants to shit on you for taking these big job, big jobs. But at the end of the day, like you have to know, like you have to leave another team to get there. Like I'm sorry, everyone feels bad and it feels slighted by it, but it is what it is. Yeah, again, these kids won't even be at that school in two years. It's not even the kids; it's the school, right? Like I'm sure Notre Dame like feels pissed or, or whatever school it is that feels upset about it because they lost somebody. But look, I'm sorry. When you're talking, how talk- upset are you? Here. The going rate is hey, 95.1. Yeah, the go- <laughs> hey, are you $100 million upset or no? Okay, no? Bye. 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 Get the fuck out of here. I'm Bye. Out. I'll add you to the group text. You know what I mean? I'll add the chancellor to, to the group text. Uh, shout out to Coach Kelly. Go get that money, dude. I go love get it. it. I fucking love it. Anyone that go says anything it. different, fuck yeah. them. Tell fuck us what em. you think, guys. If you think that he crossed the line, cool. But if I mean, not... I mean, you know the kids leaked the fucking text, too, obviously. 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 It's like, dude, come on, bro. We're pissed. They would have done the same thing. The, a handful of them, if they even get the opportunity to play at the next level in the NFL, they would do the same thing. I mean, look, if Drew gets a $95 million podcast offer, you know he's signing that deal before, I'm out of here. He, before he tells me. I'm out of here. Sorry, leaving. dude. Sorry. Um, wow. That's that's incredible. Um, all right. And I don't feel bad. Fuck him. Fuck I don't him. By the way, I, if I get a 90, $95 million, too, I mean, shit. To coach college football, shout out to the modern day. Unreal. Uh, let's talk about another money-making machine. Yeah, this episode's all about just making Mr. money. Beast. Uh, Mr. Beast recreated Squid Games, the super popular show on Netflix, with real people for a $456,000 prize. He spent over $3 million building these insane replica sets from the movie. They look just like the movie. It's unreal. $3 million he spent on a YouTube video. Yep. And got more views than the actual Squid Game did. Now, Squid Game was the highest watched show with 111 million views on Netflix. Yep. In six days, Mr. Beast got 134 million YouTube views. Is this foreshadowing the importance that creators have over these big, huge company projects? Like, there's just a couple people. And the big asterisk on this is that, and Mr. Beast has said this in an interview, he approached Netflix about doing a show with him and helping make bigger budget videos. And they didn't think people would, would buy care. into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he just showed them that. that he recreated their own show and got more views and spent less money. Get fucked. Do you think this is just a depiction that if you have, like, the viewership and you have the ideas and the wherewithal to spend money on it, you can. You don't need the big players anymore. You have all the leverage at that point. You can do whatever you want. But there's only a few creators that could do it at that scale. Mr. Beast being, I think, the top. But Mr. Beast is his own network at this point now. It's it's insane. I mean, again, he launched the Mr. Beast Burger nationwide overnight in 150 locations or whatever. It crushes. Ghost Kitchen God. Crushes. Yeah. No marketing. All just in-house. All him. Just self-promotion. For him to fucking put out real-life Squid Games... With sets just as good as the actual show. I mean, you saw the sets, right? Yeah. Look, the self-confidence in spending $3 million on a YouTube video is unreal. How much do you think he's going to make from this? I don't know, but I think for him, this is just... This is the type of press and type of like wildly unique opportunities where like if this breaks even, it's just continues to separate himself and make more money on whatever he does next on all of his other videos moving forward. <clears throat> That's just only comes past a few times. Squid Game was such a phenomenon and to be able to recreate it and do a YouTube video and spend the money, like you said, no one could do it besides Mr. Beast and he did it in such a big way that even if it was a wash, let's just say, and he makes the exact same amount of money on this that he spent on it or he even loses money, the investment in the, his brand is just, it's on every news site it's on every every influencer was talking. I have 134 million views. It's the highest non-artist YouTube video now. Of growth ever. 
like non-music video. Like it's just, it just goes to show you that if you have the capacity to do it, and you think about that, he did it with no network, no nothing, and put it on the internet. It's crazy to do. I mean, Baby Shark, I still think, holds the title for most viewed. But it's like, art. no, no, it's like growth, the early growth, like first week or something. Oh, got it, got it, yeah, yeah by far. That's fucking crazy. I, just, I think there's just, and there's going to be more creators like this, and this is obviously at an extreme scale, but I think this is the foresight for people to understand that creators can just do it themselves. They have the leverage. They can literally do whatever they want. If they want to put out a video or a music video or a song or a game or a talk show or a fucking podcast, yeah, I think immediately successful. I think if you start having these creators understand that or have people back them, one, or two, understand that they can invest in larger scale projects without having to share profits. Yep. And really saying, all right, cool. I want to move from vlogging or whatever, right? And giving away a $5,000 prize <clears throat> to spending 50000 a 100000 a million dollars on a video to make $5 million back. I mean, they can start doing that. And that's, that's when they become like the network, right? That's when it's totally different. And YouTube is just laughing all the way to the bank because they're the ones that everyone has to come to to watch these. That's fucking crazy, dude. Like that's, I think that's the next step, truly. I mean, just please, Mr. Beast, do not start a podcast. Please. Mr. Beast, is, he can do anything he wants. Anything he wants, dude. He can do anything he wants. Um, all right, last topic we got. We have a new enemy for Christmas. They are Grinch bots. I fucking love this story. Grinch dude. bots. Ste- bots that are stealing all the cool gifts. There's actually legislation coming out trying to stop these bots from taking all of the amazing gifts that people want during the holidays and reselling them on the secondary market. Yep. And I love that they called them the Grinch, the Grinch bots. Uh, this is serious, don't you think? <laughs> well, yeah, I've been fucking victim to this. So my son, who's 18 months, 19 months old, he loves the show Bluey on Disney Junior, right? Bluey, it's, it's the two sister dogs. Great show. It's taught me a lot about patience and family. Fantastic show. He goes fucking apeshit over Bluey. Carolyn has been looking for Bluey toys to get him for Christmas. There are certain Bluey toys that are super popular right now that you can't get anymore. You can only get them on eBay for double and triple the fucking price. Right. Grinch bots. $90 for this one Bluey toy, Jeff. Retail, 26 27 bucks. $90 for this Bluey set. This is the problem. These motherfuckers, Jeff. Grinch bots, dude. I fucking hate you, it. You know what's funny? I was talking to I my, respect the hustle. Yeah. I respect it. But it's all these damn well, hype beasts. Stop, right? It's these shoe yeah, nerds, yeah, yeah. goddamn. It's all the yeah. shoe nerds. And they're trying to stop all that, like the Nike apps are trying to yeah. stop the bots. But every like the, the tech guys are smarter than the people who are trying to stop it. They're yeah. just three steps ahead already. I know. These guys are trying I to know. stop what they used to be doing, and they're already three steps ahead. I just don't like them doing it on kids' toys for Christmas during the holidays, because there's a lot of families that aren't as fortunate as ours. You know, who can only maybe afford okay, I have a, question for a you. couple presents. I have a question for you. And now they you. don't even have access to it. I have a question for you. <clears throat> would you rather, would you rather old school do what my parents did and your parents did and wait in the Toys R Us line for like five hours or w- go to Best Buy at seven o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, wait till it opens at 10 o'clock, have the mad rush to get whatever toy it is, Toys R Us, Target, Best Buy, whatever. Like old school you used to have to do. For the releases of like, remember like the Tickle Me Elmo toys and like all that yeah, kind of shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or pay triple price on eBay and not go anywhere and just pay the, pay the reseller fee. But asking me is completely different. What? I, I value time more than I value but anything. That's, I'm asking you personally, which situation would you rather? Pay triple. There you go. I, mean, I, already, I told Kaylin to do it. There you go. Yeah, she's, yeah, she paid 80 bucks you for this pay, little dumb blue. You're paying set. the 2021 yeah. tax. Because, like, my parents are here uh, visiting right now. We were joking about some of the toys that they waited in line for me back in the day when I was, like, a kid that I needed, you know what I mean, whatever those popular toys were. And, like, the video games and, like, the PlayStations and, like, all that stuff. Yeah. And now you can't get them for different reasons, but back then you used to have to do it. Like, my dad waited in line at, like, 5 a.m. I remember, like, the PlayStation 2 when it came out. Yeah, super hot. He went to, like, Best Buy and waited, like, for five or six hours yeah, but it was like impossible to get. And you had to do it in person. There was and, no reserving online. And I or, got yeah. it. And yeah. it was like he got it for me. And it was like the most crazy, crazy thing. And now because of these fucking Grinch bots, it's tough to get it online. You got to find another way to do it. Or you got to have a plug for everything, right? Like you got to have a kid toy plug. You know what I mean? Plug, like, kid plug, kid plug, <laughs> a bag plug. Unreal, dude. Oh, my God. All right. Well, hey, good luck, everyone. Christmas season trying to get the toys for your kids or for your wife or your husband or whoever it is. Guys, if you're running bots, don't be a jerk. Stop trying to flip shit on eBay.
I ass- respect it, but God damn it, chill. Don't be an asshole. Um, eat a drink and binge it. Let's end the episode right. Um, I don't know if you've ever said this, but uh, eat it. I'm going just Mandalay Bay tonight. Okay. Kumi. F- phenomenal. Great sushi restaurant phenomenal. here in Mandalay Bay. I'm taking my parents to the Santana concert tonight because they're visiting here at Mandalay Bay, our home. And we're going to Kumi tonight for dinner. Love that. Been going to it for years. Awesome spot. If you haven't been before, you want really cool, delicious Asian food, go. Kumi, Kumi is fucking fantastic. Delicious. Yeah. I'm doing a, it's a drive through pizza concept. You ever been to a drive through pizza concept? Is it the one? Um, Fly Pie. Fly Pie. Fly Pie. Owned by the former Born and Raised guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Born and Raised guys. Yeah. It's called Fly Pie. Really fucking good pizza. Good pizza. Slice or whole pies? Or both? No, whole pies. Little personal like Blaze style pizza. Can you drive through and just get a slice? No. No. See, I would like I would like that. They're personal style pizzas, Jeff. Oh, they're personal. Yeah, they're small. Uh, small. Okay. Like like Blaze, like Pizza right. Rev, all that stuff. Okay, okay. But the the quality is really good. Busy? They, Have you seen is it? Yeah, it was, it was busy. But you drive through this like tunnel and they show like these cool like videos. Right. It's the creator CSI. He's also behind it. That guy. Interesting. Got his name. Anyway. The pizza, really good. Great dough. They filter water. They have the New York water filtration system with the New York water. I don't know if that makes any difference. But the Placebo dough, effect. Yeah, it's got the it's got they have a an actual brick fire oven and they cook the pizzas. 90 seconds. I think we've had this conversation before where like Italian is the only food that really hasn't taken advantage of the drive through situation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, really good. Fly pie on St. Rose. They're opening a new one on blue on Blue Diamond Indicator, but do you, do you think this becomes a concept? I don't because, know. because remember the Blaze Pizza concept, yeah. COVID kind of killed that concept yeah, of, yeah, the, yeah. of the like uh, counter service. But drive through is perfect. There is but, no counter service here. There's a walk up window, but there is no indoor shit. I just meant in general. Do you think drive through pizza outside of major cities is going to become possibly a sta- like a, a new standard? I would say yeah. Drive through anything. Like now, if you're going into the fast casual food space, you have to have a drive through. Yeah, you smart. have to have a drive through. I like it. I'll but, go try uh, it. Fly pie. I respect those guys. Pretty good. I really like it. Pretty good. Um, I drink it. Talk about The Rock. You know what I had the other day? Zoa? I had the... Uh, Zoa's bad. Zoa sucks. Zoa's I was going to say, I was going to clown your ass I, right I now. I love The Rock, but Zoa sucks. Zoa's not good. Zoa sucks. I bought, and, and I went and bought one. Bec- this is how you know how the powerful of The Rock is. I went and I bought one specifically because I wanted to try it because so it was did shit. I, so did I. It sucked. Um, the Añejo Terramana. It's a good. Delicious. I love Añejo. I just delicious. I hate that they add so many additives. Yeah, but, but I love good. the additives because of the flavor. Yeah. Like drinking that straight or slightly chilled is fucking really it's good. It's good. It's good. I did, I did a little uh, Terramon and Yeho soda and orange slice. Okay. Unbelievable. Sweet. Delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And yep. It's really good in Yeho for the price. Just I, like, uh, you know who's got a really um, a lot of additives as well? But I'm not saying this would be like the first tequila that I would buy. Sure. But like if you're a Terramon fan or if you're, you want to try it, it's actually really, and you're like, I don't know if it's going to be good. It's really good. Yeah. Like uh, Classe Azul. Yeah. Really good because it's sweet. It's got that citrus orange right. note. Very, also very quadruple sweet. the price. Tons of additives though. Also quadruple the price. Yeah. Yeah. 200 bucks a bottle versus 50 or 45. No, the Añejo is more than that. The Rock? Yeah. Well, I got the bottle, so I don't know how much. I mean, maybe it's like 65. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll get it. I'll pick but one up. But the Class Azul is 250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like dark tequila. Yeah. And the Añejo it's looks nice. noticeably darker than the Repo. Very, very. Yeah. And like the label's black. It's cool. It looks yeah. good. But it's good. I like it. All right. So it's holidays. Gingerbread stout beer from Love Lady Brewing. It just came out yesterday. I stopped by uh, Speedy Mart. So Speedy Mart, they do like a cool local collapse with all the different local breweries. They have a ton of local dope craft beer at Speedy Marts. It's called <sighs> Gingerbread Stout. It tastes just like fucking gingerbread. Very, very dark beer. I, I'm with anything Christmas. I, give it all of, all this, of it. I want it all. You know how I talk shit about Halloween? There is no shortage of what you can over Christmas in this holiday yeah. season. Holiday the hell out. There's a fucking like a Christmas little Speaking gingerbread. Are you going to the, the Enchant thing? thing? I am Saturday. Are you going on this Saturday? Yeah, like an idiot. Might be too soon. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go on a Saturday. Why? We got tickets, but we have. I don't think we're going to go on. Saturday. Yeah, we're going Saturday. That's that's a dangerous. And the ice skating, sign the waivers, all that shit. That's a dangerous thing. Yeah, we'll see. Um, my binge it, Christmas cheesy Christmas movies. You have to do it. There's a new one on Netflix called Love Hard. It's got like that funny Asian guy. I don't know his name. Yeah, but it's called Love Hard on Netflix. And by the way, Christmas movies are pretty much just a regular movie that happened to be in December. Yep, like Die Hard. Yeah, just that's that's the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. But like the Christmas Die movies are hard. just like a normal rom com, but like do it in December. You know, uh, this is one of those. Super funny though. Really funny. Really really funny. Yeah. Uh, it's called Love Hard on Netflix. Like I'm just watching Christmas movies. Oh, give me the give me the crappy Netflix ones. Give yeah, me the crappy want, Hallmark. Do you, the, do you want the Hallmark ones? Because give, 
Carolyn puts on the homework ones just playing in the background Let's during go. the day at the house. I want them all. I want the baker who travels back to her hometown. It's always the who, same story who, plot. Who meets the mayor's son who wants doesn't want to no, be a lawyer. No, it's, it's always the, yeah. the son that works for the father's law yeah, firm exactly. that hates working but makes all this money. I'm He's back in town for the holidays, yeah. sees his high school sweetheart. They love get it. back together. They fall in love. It's the same story. I line. love all of them. Or, yeah. or a random girl who goes to some, like, uh, European city that doesn't exist and randomly meets a prince hidden in the store. Christmas. Christmas. Magic. Snow. All right, what are you binging? Uh, dude, Besides gonna, Christmas I'm, movies. I'm, I didn't watch it yet. I'm going to binge Red Notice on Netflix with The Rock. I watched Ryan it. Reynolds. Is it good? It is ultra, ultra cheesy action. Like, okay. so unrealistic that you're just kind of like, haha. Like but Fast Ryan, and Furious? Like, 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 I love Fast like and Furious. Beyond, yeah. So it's like, but classic The Rock action movie. Him and Ryan Reynolds is great. But see, I feel like The Rock and, and Ryan Reynolds, the same character in every movie. Yeah, and they're just like like sarcastic, funny, yeah. like action, whatever. It's like some of it's so unrealistic that you're just like, Jesus, come on. But it's a, it's a great pastime movie, chill, easy to watch. Perfect. I think this style of movie is perfect for like the streaming war. Yeah. Because it's like, I wouldn't go pay $35 to go see this movie with like Melissa in the theater, but I would absolutely watch it home on Netflix. And that's why I was the most watched movie of all time of Netflix. Already. Holy shit. All right. Well, I'm going to watch Red Notice. Probably love this it. Weekend. <laughs> Guys, at the Residency Pod on Instagram, we appreciate you. We love you. Happy holidays. We'll see you next week. We're out. Next week. We're out.